Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Startup pains, learning how to properly evaluate the people you are looking to hire. That's today's topic today, and um, we're going to discover how do you really discover who that person is and whether or not they're competent. My name is Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to discuss and deconstruct insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts. Every week, we uncover tested tactical solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. Today, our guest is Craig Cook, the co-founder of and CEO of Rhythm, which is an ad digital, <laughs> a full-service digital agency building marketing systems. There's my one mess up for the day. It Craig, works. I know, right? <laughs> so. Craig started this company uh, with a small investment and has built it into an outstanding organization. Um, he's made the, uh, well, his team and him have made the Inc. 5000 list five, five years in a row. OC Business Journal past five years, top places to work for four years, and also just won a pretty big award, the uh, 2017 Premier Award for American Honda, some of the work that they did. Yes. So he is a proven businessman. He's got major steward credibility so uh craig i want to welcome you to the show today and uh thanks for being a guest yeah thank you for that introduction very kind thank you absolutely so a few things i want to cover today i want to go over your particular story and Mm -hmm. and how you started because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the show and you know one of the things we like to do is provide tools that they can use in avoiding some of the mistakes that probably you and i have as entrepreneurs when we didn't really have those resources mm-hmm. so your your story on how you built it some of the biggest challenges you had when you started hiring and how your process evolved and then of course um we're going to talk about kind of a framework that works for you guys that maybe somebody else might be able to use okay great right, perfect so before we get started anybody listening to a live video stream yes i do have a black eye i'm not wearing makeup <laughs> sorry about that yeah <laughs> Craig got mad at me before the show, but hey, I'm in line now. So, so Greg, let's start by talking about how you started Rhythm and kind of the first hires that you uh, you made. Let's evolve out. Sure, there. sure. So, started Rhythm way back in 1996. It was called RhythmNet.com at the time. Okay. Um, a couple of friends and I, we started it as a means to market independent music. So, it was more of a dot-com model at the time. Uh, marketing where people could discover independent artists, um, read about them, listen to song samples, and buy their CDs online through a secure server. Way okay. back in 1996. Wow, you evolved a lot. We did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an idea before its time, and we bootstrapped it, just $1,300 a piece in a computer. and um, One yeah, computer between? Yes, between the three of us. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, and then we added a couple you know, shortly thereafter. But that's how we started. Okay. and. And it, it was a, a, a tough go, you know, for a couple of years. So we had to adapt and evolve. And as people started coming to us and for companies and saying, hey, you know, this Internet stuff, can you design our website? We said, sure, yeah, we can do that. And then a light bulb moment came off and uh, we started doing that and, and then saw the vision for what we needed to become, you know, what we are today. Uh, now, back then, or actually, which I don't think I shared with you previously, but our very, very first help that we got brought into the office were actually a couple of interns that we okay. had met at a trade show, actually, that we were at exhibiting. And they okay. liked what we were doing so much. So we said, yeah, come on over. And they worked for us for about six months. But then uh, the first real uh, production hires that we did were actually a couple of students of mine because I used to teach uh, at uh, two junior colleges, Shafee College. 
and Cerritos College okay. in um, the multimedia and design department. And essentially, over the course of a couple of years that I was teaching there, you know, part-time, uh, I ended up hiring... Actually, there was three. I forgot one of them when I was uh, we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. So there was three students that I'd hired. Um, so you were able to pick out the best one. That's right. I, yeah. And the nice thing about that was nice. I just trained them. You know, I was teaching the class as I would train someone to work for me, Okay, essentially. Got it. So, you know, kind of killing two birds with one stone, and that was my intention. I, I was just thinking, okay, things are getting busier and uh, need some help, so I'm just going to look for the best. All right, so <laughs> there right there is a very creative hiring technique. Maybe, hey, if you've got the opportunity to teach, take advantage of it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. because you, you have them. Uh, in my case, it was... Um, the format was about an hour lecture and then two hours of lab. Okay. So you have to just train, 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 yeah. you know, as much as you wanted, exactly how you like to have things done. It, it was perfect. See, I had never thought of that, but that's that's actually brilliant. Thank you. So I'm a little jealous <laughs> you put that in a book. All right. So, so, um, so you start going, you're bringing on clients, you're mm-hmm. building out websites primarily. Um, what were the challenges you ran into when you when you first started thinking, hey, we can we can build this into a, a you know, a, a, an actual company like a, a right. company? So from a hiring perspective, um, definitely challenges as we needed to bring on more people. I remember back then with those two first hires I mentioned, um, they had both left after a few years. They stayed with us probably about three or four years actually. Okay, uh, good amount of time. And That's the, great. Yeah, it was really, really good. Really yeah. good for them, good for us. But this one guy that we brought in right after that, I think he was um, referred to us from someone. And we just kind of said, okay, well, we just took it at face value. Like, this guy should be able to do the work. And we didn't really ask any questions. Didn't really ask him, the, you know, just, yeah, come on in and you start, you know, Monday or whatever. Which is how most people hire, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's hard to think back to those days, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's right? so very true. Like, yeah. you know, hey, do you have the skills I need? I'll, I'll hire you. Will you. Are you willing to work for me? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the yeah. that's kind of the number one mistake that most companies make. Yeah, and, and he actually had worked for someone I knew that did uh, had a similar business. So okay. I was like, okay, yeah, he should be able to do the work. So he came in, and, yeah, you know, he was okay, but there's definitely some... Um, some shortfalls and uh i remember one project in particular just blew up and he just didn't have the capabilities that we needed really so yeah so so that didn't last too long so right there we're like okay well we gotta we gotta be more careful so the first very first thing we did was we start to come up with a series of questions to um ask uh candidates during the interviewing process and we also decided let's make sure that we don't just do one interview. Let's make sure that they come back, you know, more than once, just to, you know, to make to see how they are from a discipline standpoint. All right, so let's delve into that a little bit more. But let's talk about that aha moment when you actually, um, when you guys got together. Mm-hmm. So, what was the discussion you guys had? Um, was it just based off that one person that you hired, or was it based off of, or was it an evo- mm. evolution of maybe a few people that you hired? Yeah, it's a good question. I just remember back then that one guy we brought on that I mentioned, we didn't do yeah. anything. It was just like, yeah, start. And then after that, it was a, it, it was a big deal. Like, he, he really wasn't getting it done. And we were so upset about it, and the, so was the client. And we just thought, how we got to just do something. We can't be in yeah. that situation again. So what can we do to 
you know, increase our chances of success. Got it. And I think I think maybe we had reference. Maybe we, we got a book or or went online at the time, and and I think we did a little bit of research and just talked about. Well, let's let's get a questionnaire together. Sure. And, and that was our, our first starting point, um, and and then the process evolved over time. But I remember the next person that came in that we decided to hire. We all there's three candidates, and we took them through the questionnaires, multiple interviews, and that person is actually still with us today, uh, 14 years. Oh, later. really? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so, wow, you guys got it right pretty quickly then. Uh, well, uh, I would like to hope say <laughs> so, but that's not the case actually, because there was other instances that, sure. uh, that made us pause and, and evolve the process again, because, yeah. uh, yeah, we got burned, uh, a number of times. Well, you know, and what's interesting is in the beginning of a company too, there's a certain amount of luck that's involved in a way mm-hmm. in getting the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure that the right people are drawn to you. Yeah, absolutely. There's a you know a lot of timing. things at play: timing, luck, uh, whatever you kind of believe in. The universe bringing things to you. Um, yeah, I believe everything happens for a reason. And there's certain people that come in, and you know, hey, if it didn't work out, well, there's probably a lesson for both parties to learn from, and yeah. it is what it is. You just gotta <laughs> accept it and move on. Um, but there's definitely, if you don't change the way you're doing things, and you don't learn and change then you're just going to keep repeating those same mistakes and go sure. go nowhere so you know those opportunities when they don't work out is, is it's always a, a a good moment to take pause and say okay well how can i do things different yeah. you know to to um, increase the likelihood of a better outcome next time yeah and i think the danger like especially what you mentioned in the beginning was you know when you were hiring entirely for skills that first person that blew up yes right? Did yes. the cultural match or, mm, and, or, great question. or did any of those things even come into play? Was it just, hey, we have a need, we need this person, let's, let's yeah. just hire him? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, the one that we spoke of, um, you know, it's just like, we, we need this person, and he says he can do this, and it was like, yeah, that matches up with what we need, so yeah, yeah start. So there wasn't really any evaluation, yeah. you know, true evaluation. So when we made our first questionnaire, you know, there was, there was questions about, um, work experience and um, skill set and so forth, all that. But there was more uh, qualitative questions about the individual's um, personality and their makeup. Yeah. So, for example, an interesting one um, that we would always ask is, uh, do you feel that you're a positive person? Because uh, the reason why we asked that is because we just felt very strongly about having a positive mindset yeah. in order to achieve and overcome challenges and so forth. That's really, really important Which is to a us. great interview question because, quite frankly, who would think to ask it? And it's mm-hmm. probably something that every company wants. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, unless ones that are successful anyways, yeah. I would think. <laughs> well, there are plenty of CEOs yeah. out there, like leaders that aren't really positive people that mm-hmm. are successful, mm-hmm. but their culture is not around that right so. right yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and and that's that's one that was that the uh, early days of when we were go- going to start defining our culture we really had it at that time uh but we knew that having a positive mindset was extremely important to us and i was really surprised as we started asking that question how many people were so honest and how many people would say no nah, i'm not positive <laughs> just be like wow no. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking to myself, well, thanks for your honesty, but um, hmm, interesting. <laughs> that, that would be what I call a knockout question, right? I mean, that's a core yeah. fundamental value of your yeah. company. Absolutely. And you, you kind of have to have some of those built into your interview process to 
make sure that you're getting to the right person. Yes, I, I do not recall us hiring anyone that answered uh, no to that question. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a knockout <laughs> question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I want to get more into that. I'm sure you have some other great – that's that's a fantastic question. So there's takeaway number one for you guys. So I, I'm going to dig into this a little bit deeper when we come back from the break. We're going to take a quick break. We're speaking to Craig Cook, the co-founder and CEO of Rhythm. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to break this down a little bit more and give you guys some more uh, good tidbits. We'll be right back. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. And welcome back to the show. This is Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and today our guest is Craig Cook, the co-founder and CEO of Rhythm. So he just dropped a really good interview question, which I hope you guys got, which was, are you a positive person? Which is a core value of their company. So, you know, getting into core values, and you, you mentioned before the break that you were just starting to define your, you know, who you guys were as a company. Mm-hmm. So... Now, what what did you come up with as your core values? Positively is one, but what, what were the other kind of core values that you uh, you kind of built the company around? Uh, yeah, so we um, believe in, in a positive and open environment sure. is what we call it. So uh, with that meaning that there's an open environment facilitates communication. So really want to um, really reinforce the the need for for communication and that it's uh, res- respectful to. Um, we respect the opinions of others. Sure. It's, it's, we have a whole, what we call our, our code. It's like an operating code. Mm-hmm. And it's um, set up in the form of kind of like uh, uh, positive affirmations in a sense. So uh, I respect the opinions other, of others. I realize the importance of being on time and meeting deadlines. Yeah. That's yeah, really important for our industry. Uh, there's a lot of uh, professionalism that is uh, something that we really regard as, as important in our organization. So a positive and open environment that really facilitates communication, collaboration um, at a high level of professionalism. Uh, one of our other statements in our code is I'm a mature, experienced business professional. Sure. Yeah, so a lot of things, uh, there's a lot of things in there, and, it, and it's hard for, mm-hmm. say, one person to say, oh, yeah, that, that's I buy into all of that, and it's all for me. But it's more uh, whatever resonates, There, if there could be three things out of, the myriad of, of language that we have in our brand expression book that they can latch onto and really hold to their own. Like, Oh yeah, I, that resonates with me. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, and if there's another few that, Oh yeah, that's cool. I like that too. Um, it just, just helps. It just helps create that, um, alignment. And, uh, it's something that we actually reinforce to staff uh, on an ongoing basis. Okay, cool. So going back to that kind of meeting where you guys started to figure out, um, what did you guys figure out what you were doing wrong in the interview process and what did you figure out you were doing right well one thing that we um figured out that we were well we we knew the questions were were good questions yeah and um i'll just share another quick one too that was really telling uh one that we'd share is uh well how 
uh, how is your relationship with your coworkers? And then sure. another follow-on is how is your mm-hmm. relationship with your supervisor? Sure. And if they just started uh, going off mm-hmm. on a kind of a, a rant about, oh, man, yeah, it's, it's okay, but there's this one person who was a real jerk and, you know, didn't get along with him. Or, oh, yeah, my supervisor, yeah, he's just a jerk, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. stuff like that. It's, well, okay, well, that's it's a pretty negative person. And, you know, maybe there's some validity there, but, um, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's this person with the issue, and you just kind of have to kind of explore that and kind of see, you know, see what you can get out of them. But it's a telling question as opposed to someone that says, oh, relationship's great. Yeah, yeah, I get along really well with all my coworkers, and oh yeah, my supervisor's uh, awesome. You know, so you guys learn to kind of take an approach. Of really, behavioral questions is kind mm-hmm. of what you guys are. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot more to having a good team member or a great team member than just skill set. So oh yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that, the attitude is is really important. I'm uh, a big proponent that the skills can be taught if people mm-hmm. rely it. It's all about attitude and whether or not That's they're right. going to perform. Yes, because it's much more difficult to change behaviors and attitudes. I believe it can be done, but it's extremely difficult, and it's rare that people do change them. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> your your, um, your first question kind of reminds me of a question that I teach or that I have people ask is, do you consider yourself lucky? Mm-hmm. It actually kind of shows the same thing as your first question, mm-hmm. whether or not they feel like, hey, I've got the things in my life, and mm-hmm. they, they show gratitude for what right. they have, right. or, you know, and again, people will say, "No, I'm not really a lucky person." Yeah. If they take it the angle where, like, you know, every time I bet, I lose, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, you can pretty much, you you pretty much bet that they're not yeah. a positive person. Yeah, it's interesting because that's essentially the same question, yeah. just phrased in a different different manner. Yeah, but it, it, it actually means the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get the same meaning um, out of it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so then you know, as your process has evolved. How do you how do you guys run interviews at, at this point? Like, oh right, kind of oh yes. So uh, one thing too, we noticed uh, to get back to your earlier question. I don't think sure. I answered it fully, and then I'll answer that too. Sure. We realized there were some t- instances where wow, we really thought this person was going to work out well, but huh, what happened here? Yeah, and it's mostly in the realm of um, developers and and some designers. And back then, too, there was a, more of a crossover. It wasn't as uh, uh, distinct and separate. You know, you have designers that code and coders, coders I would design, too. Yeah. Um, but we started implementing tests, uh, to um, written tests, and then an actual test. Of, like coding of, tests for coding the Coding tests, yeah. yes, and also design tests for the designers. Sure. Um, and uh, the, the questions uh, were... Uh, mix of you know just knowledge on on various say for developers uh, various technologies and rate your familiarity so like self evaluation but then there was questions that they had to answer and problems to solve on yeah. paper and then they would get a um, uh, a design and say okay create go create this and you know we give them an hour and see how far they get and yeah. that would tell like okay well did they get it done did they get it a quarter of the way done. And what's the quality? How do they approach it? So it really tell a lot. Which really checks off the boxes on the skills piece, which is mm-hmm. what you were hiring for before, right? Absolutely. And there's so many people that say they can do this type of work, and they can. We've had some funny instances <laughs> where uh, someone was taking the test, and about five minutes into it, they just put down their pen and said, you know what, I can't answer these. And got up and walked out the door. I, I've seen, I've had people that have done that too. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. glad we dodged that bullet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I found that, you know, do you give your tests on site when they come on for the interview or do you 
administer them prior to them coming in for an interview? Uh, on site, actually. Okay. See, I think that's the best way to do it because mm-hmm. when you give it to somebody to do on their own time prior to them even meeting you, mm-hmm. um, they tend to not do as well because mm-hmm. there's no there's no emotional charge for them to do well. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And normally we would do that when um, they come back for, say, a second interview. So the first interview, uh, or you know, just kind of going over their experience and just kind of seeing if there's a, a general fit. And then all the candidates that uh, we felt were good, then we would bring them back and then have them take those tests. Sure. Because then it's uh, it's it's more time intensive too, because you got you know spend more time and they're taking up space doing their tests and so forth so you know you want to narrow it down a bit uh, so then you also put a process in place which was what first contact um set up an on-site interview mm-hmm. and then they come back for a second if they did well yes correct perfect you know yes. it should never be like hey we want to hire you right away <laughs> yeah no it's a very it's like very rarely yes yeah absolutely because uh things can change from the first time they come in to the second time and then what we also started doing and and changing is getting um um, additional people involved um it's interesting i I like to think that i'm i have a good eye for you know the talent and people but yeah i'm definitely not perfect and it's always nice to get some additional perspective into so do you bring like two or three other people into the interview process Mm -hmm. yes and um Interview panels work really well. Yes, and that's how yeah. we really do it today. Is where we, there's normally two, three, at least two to three people in the interview interviewing candidates. Nice. Um, and it's normally the people that are going to end up working with that individual are doing the interview. So the first, um, you know, it's changed over time as we've scaled and and, and become bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not involved in those early stages anymore. Yeah. Um, which is nice, uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting because there's some some stuff that I did like ab- about that. But yeah, you know, time is time you can is always interject yourself back in. I, 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 I can, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough, or did they yeah. run you out? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. There's just the timing. I mean, sometimes it, some some of the ways we do it today, it's um, phone screening first, then they come in for an interview, then they come in for uh, the bigger interview with the you know more team members that they would be working with. Got it. Now, do you meet everybody who gets hired too at some point? Yeah, during the interview process, uh, just because of time constraints, we're we're about forty people, so yeah. it just doesn't work out where I can meet um, every person uh, before they come on board. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like to, but it's uh, I have to put a lot of trust in the team, and, and that's been interesting because um, you know there's been people like, wow, why did we hire that person? And uh, yeah, there's <laughs> well <laughs> interesting know, conversations. You've also probably up. grown because you put the trust in the team. Absolutely, you have to. And and you delegate, right? Uh, yes. As Again, much as this is something us entrepreneurs don't do very well, mm-hmm. most of us. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. What I'd like to tell my team about that with trust and delegation, um, you know, back in the day when uh, I was very small and doing all these different hats and before we you know, hired the first people, it was like if I never trust trusted anyone or delegated anyone, I'd just still be by myself doing all this work. Oh, yeah. Myself. And I totally. Went, we wouldn't be 40 people. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to. Yeah, and you'd be you limited in the scope of the work you could do. And right. It, it'd just be, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's definitely yeah. a big burden for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to be okay with when, when some people make some mistakes too because um, once they do, then they learn. I mean, that's how we've um, become what we've become today. We've just made a ton of mistakes yeah. over and over and over again. Well, what is it? Fail fast, fail forward, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. really yeah. kind of the, the, the hot 
mm-hmm. phrase these days. Yeah, right. I even saw I saw a YouTube video or Facebook video the other day with you, um, Will Smith talking about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. talking about fail fast, fail forward, and how he got to where he is in his career. Right, right. You know. Yep. Um, absolutely. So, you know, so it sounds like you've done an amazing job of building out, you know, a strong team. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you. Yeah, Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. So um, anything else you'd like to add a little bit well, as far as? Yeah, I think another great moment, too, when we changed the process is, um, and it kind of got to that inflection point where my business partner and I, we just didn't have the time to be in all the interviews and our department heads, you know, they're strapped for time as well. And we said, you know what, we need someone that can really just focus on, on this because, you know, in many businesses, but for definitely in our business, um, it's always a search for talent because technology is oh, constantly yeah. changing. Oh, yeah. And we, we have to have a freelance pool of talent and we have to have our, you know, our full-time staff we have to consider. So we decided to hire an HR manager. And um, At what point did you guys do that in the company? Uh, we did that probably about four years ago, I'd okay. say, somewhere around there. So, you know, it's definitely much, much later on. Uh, since we've been in business now 22 years. So, yeah, I guess it took us uh, quite a while to get to that point. But, yeah, I think uh, about four, maybe maybe five years ago. Uh, and that really helped tremendously because, um, in addition to all the HR issues that can come up and that's handled, but just the recruiting process alone, uh, the fact that one person is handling that, you know, searching for the talent, doing the initial calls, sending it coordinating the interviews with having the candidate come in with the team that's going to be interviewing him, yeah. in, you know, evaluating everything. It just, it's, it's been, um, you know, wonderful. Do, do you wish you would have done that sooner? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm trying to remember the size that we were at the time when we brought him on board. We might've been around 30 at the time okay. uh, when we brought him on board. You know, if we would have brought him on board when we were like 20, 25, yeah, probably would have been a good thing, but, um, yeah, better, better late than never. And, um, but I, I think definitely for sure there would have been a time where that would have been too early of a hire for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important, even, uh, even when you're small to have somebody who runs that whole process and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a good thing to have an admin. I mean, if you can find somebody to do it, you know, fractional, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's all these companies that are popping up right now that are fractional CFOs, uh, fractional right. HR, right. you know, fractional recruiting. Right. So, you know, that, that's something I think a lot of companies can benefit from. Uh, absolutely, because yeah. that's the way you can uh, scale into things. Because otherwise it's just another thing on your plate that you're mm-hmm. doing. Yes. And, and you don't have the time to do it. No, no, just yeah. just, just don't. So, And then it's just uh, uh, that way things can become more um, systematic and, and by just here's the process and just ensure that this gets happens this way every time. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're just running and you don't have the time you yeah, you can you can tend to oh let me just skip this you know step let me just go right over to here and it's just not good it's better to you know, have that system executing the same way every time yeah exactly we're talking to Craig Cook the co-founder and CEO of Rhythm man thank you for sharing that great interview question I think if anybody pulls one thing out mm-hmm. are you a positive person <laughs> is probably one of the best interview questions you ask now here's the thing if you're a founder or a person who's asking these questions, you're not a positive person, maybe you should work on that. <laughs> I, I recommend it. It's a good thing to be positive. I think so, too. Yeah. Life is easier. It's hard enough as it is. And how are you going to get through the day if uh, you're just in a 
downward spiral of negativity. It's tough. It makes yeah. it tougher. Being blissfully unaware is not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're just about out of time for today's show. Um, Craig, thank you for your time investment in, in, um, in Welcome to the Higher Power Radio. Uh, thank you, Rick. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Now, um, I'm sure there's some of our listeners or maybe some, maybe we got some big, you know, companies that would want to hire you how do they reach out to you how do they find out more about you guys oh great thanks uh so easiest way to do that is go to our website rhythmagency.com and that's r-h-y-t-h-m rhythmagency.com of course you could google us as well and then on our website there you can see um you know our hot what we do, our, a sample of our work, and there's a contact form and, and you phone guys, numbers. All that just a stuff. little plug. You guys have done some really cool work. Oh, thank you. I was on Beats by Dre. I love it. Who, mm-hmm. Like you mentioned a couple other ones. Uh, yes, uh, Acura. We're doing a lot of work with Acura yeah. right now. We've been working with them for past year and a half. And you mentioned earlier on the show how we got we received their Premier Partner Award. They only give that out to 15 companies a year, and they have over a thousand suppliers. Oh wow! So we're in like that top, you know, one percent or less than one percent. Nice so, work. Yeah, thank you, and. Uh, that's something they only give out to uh, companies normally that have been working with them for at least three years, and they give it out to us uh, with just over a year. Wow. So big, big thing. They've never done that before. So Outstanding work, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> so I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode, Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. To listen to this show and any past episodes, you can check us out at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, PowerRadio.com, or Higher Power Radio on iTunes. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Higher Power Radio Show, or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Rick Gerard one We have another great show lined up for you guys next week. Our guests will be Randy Platt and Rodney Burris, both the co-founders of Care Partners at Home. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.